Job chapter 1, verse 1, it says, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Eschewed meaning deliberately avoiding or abstaining from. Skipping down to verse 20, it says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord God gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. For the next few minutes, I'd like to just preach on, I gotta praise him. I gotta praise him. And you, got, and you may be seated. So the very first scripture of this chapter, chapter talks about how Job was righteous. He tried to live a righteous lifestyle. And, and later on in this chapter, it talks about the Lord had a meeting and Satan came and the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of, the, the, the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. Satan said, if you just take that hedge of protection away from him and all that he hath, if you'll let me take the things that he possesses, he's going to curse you just as fast as he praises you. He will turn his back on you just as quick as you gave him all the things that he had. And so later on in this same chapter, there was a messenger or a servant that came to him and said that there were oxen that were plowing in the field and the donkeys were eating the grass beside them. And the Sabians, they came and they took the oxen and they took the donkeys and they slew all the servants that were in the field except for me. So I could come back and tell you. And while that messenger was telling him, there was a second messenger that came and said that fire from heaven fell and consumed all the sheep and, the, and consumed all the servants. And I'm the only one that's left to come and tell you. And while he's yet speaking, a third comes and says that the Chaldeans had came and took all the camels and slew all the servants, but I am the only one that's left to be able to come and tell you. And then while he's yet speaking, the fourth comes and says, Job, your sons and your daughters were in the eldest brother's house and they were eating and drinking wine. And while they were in there, there was a great wind that came and smote the four corners of the house. And while they were in there, the house fell and killed them all. And as well as the servants, but I'm the only one that escaped to be able to tell you what has happened. And in just a few short moments of everything that Job had, what he loved, his children, and what he possessed, all of his livestock, was gone in just a moment from when the servants told him. Now, I couldn't imagine how, how hard this could have been, how hard hearing this horrific events take place. But it says, Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell upon the ground. And he worshiped God. 
with the situations that we're faced with here today or the situations that we have been faced with or the situations that we are going to be faced with, are we able to still proclaim the name of Jesus? Are we still able to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords saying, I may not know why this happened, but nonetheless, I'm going to give God praise for it anyway because he's worthy of all the praise and all the glory. Can we say the Lord has gave, but also the Lord has taken away? Blessed be the name of the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We cannot just put God in our pocket whenever we want, and then whenever we need him, we pull him back out again. We got to have a relationship with him. We must pray. We must fast. We must seek the face of God all the day long. We must have a relationship and consecrate ourselves to him so that when these situations do come, we don't throw our, our, our call and we don't throw our walk with God to the side saying, I can't deal with it anymore. I got to take it on my own. But it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. No matter what comes our way, we must trust in the Lord. We must stay faithful to God because he is faithful to us. It's not by my, my might nor by my power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. We can do nothing without him. We can't do a thing without him holding our hand. With God, though, all things are, are possible. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. We need to praise God at all times, even when we don't feel like it. Job, in, in chapter 2, he had boils off from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. He had a wife that was telling him to curse God, and he had friends that were coming later on in the story that were accusing him of doing something, and that's why God was uh, punishing him for it. But nonetheless, he may have moped for a few minutes, but then he began to give praise unto the Lord, and the Lord blessed him for it. God does not want us living in defeat. He does not want us living in our circumstances, but we are supposed to give him praise, and we give him praise, then the doors are going to open, and we're going to, he's going to pour out a blessing among us. Stay faithful to God in the hardships. Stay faithful to God when it seems like there is no way, because Moses, he was trapped between the Red Sea and Pharaoh coming after him, but God says, just stretch forth your rod, Moses, and Moses did so when the waters parted. He made a way where there is no way, and when he made it to the other side on dry ground, God says, stretch forth your rod again. When he stretched forth his rod, the adversary and everything of their past was destroyed. We need to praise God when we don't feel like it. Because sometimes when we don't feel like it, when we're tired, when we're stressed, when we've had a bad day at work, or we may be having financial situations, when we just begin to praise God, that's when sometimes we have our greatest breakthroughs. Because we put the flesh to the side and we say, God, it's all about you. You can praise your way out of any situation. You can praise your way out of sickness. You can praise your way out of depression and anxiety. You can praise your way out of addiction. You can praise your way out of financial struggles. And you can praise your way into your calling and into your next breakthrough. Psalm 34 and 1 through 4 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. The Lord wants to deliver us today.
Brother Morgan talked about it last night, the name of Jesus. All we have to do is call upon that name. All we have to do is lift up the name of Jesus. That name is the only name that brings power, that brings healing, that when we call upon that name, demons have to flee. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. From morning, noon, and night, we and everything in between, we should be praising the Lord no matter what. Like the song says, Oh, I, I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to let it out. Praise should be wanting to burst from your seams right now. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be trying to contain it, but you should be allowing it to flow out of you, saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. I got to praise him for his mercy. I got to praise him for his love, for his sacrifice, for him just being who he is, being Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, and if nothing else, he is my Savior. He is my Jesus. And I'm closing with this. Hebrews 13 and 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. If he has ever delivered you from a situation, you have a reason to praise him. If, you, if he's ever brought you out of sin and bondage, then he, you have a reason to praise him. If he has ever touched your body or touched your mind, then you have a reason to praise him. And if you're in this place today and you have breath in your body, then why don't we stand and begin to offer up praise unto the Lord? i got to praise him in this place. How about you? Let's praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let everything that has breath praise you, the Lord. Lord, we love you. We magnify you, God. You are the King of kings and the Lord of Lords. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the ending, God. There's none like you. But Lord, we come today to praise your great name in the mighty name of Jesus.